Hey guys, it's Sean and Dave from Saturday Morning Cartoons here, and we want to give a shout out to some fantastic people who have gone over to our Patreon account to support this podcast. So we need to give a huge shout out to Derek Haynes, Alex Kazanis, Carson Clark, Jamal Newman, Jason Woods, Melanie Harker, Allison Keene, the one and only Sean Paul Ellis, oh, and the wonderful David Trumbor. Now, it might sound kind of strange that we're thanking ourselves and other familiar names uh, that you know from the podcast, but we really want you guys to know that we are putting our hard-earned dollars into the show as well, so it's only fair, if we're asking you to do the same, that we did it first. And even if you can't contribute anything to a monthly Patreon, um, we just ask that you go and share the Patreon link and just let people know about the show if it's something you enjoy. So again, you can head on over to patreon.com slash saturdaymorningcartoons, make a contribution, or just share the wealth. We appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from the Motorsphere in New Motor City, I'll be your crew chief, Dave Trumbor. Joining me as always, Team Fast X's newest unlimited series racer, it's Sean Paul Ellis. How's it going, bud? <laughs> oh, David, 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 everybody. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Vroom, 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 vroom. Who's firing it up? Who's getting ready to go? Yeah. What's that? What's the cake song? Going the distance? How's it start? Uh, she's going the distance. How's it, how's it she's start, She's going though? for speed. Yeah. Going for uh, speed. Speed? Oh, that's nice. That's I like that. It starts off reluctantly crouched that's at it. the starting line. Nice engines. It, pumping, that's gonna be your. Uh, time. That's gonna be your racer nickname, Sean Paul Ellis. Reluctantly crouched. I thought it was gonna be. Uh, I thought it was gonna be cake. Or or cake. cake's also Cause, a good. Because the other week we're all my cake bros at. That's right. That's right. Berry Bros and Cake Bros. Call back to two weeks ago. I don't. Oh yeah. Man, how time <laughs> yeah, flies. Yeah, get right back into that Completely strawberry shortcake jam. About that. I never thought that uh, a NASCAR cartoon and strawberry shortcake would find itself some crossover appeal, but I guess here we are. Oh, man. It's, it's good, but it's not good. And speaking of good but not good, uh, we're going to talk about NASCAR racers tonight. Now, why are we talking NASCAR racers specifically oh, tonight? Man, because you guys are awesome, and on social media, uh, every once in a while, you will message us and you will say, when are you going to do this cartoon? And so guess what? Caleb Wilder from Twitter, at YingDark, who asked us, so when are you guys going to get deep into Fox Kids? We're getting deep into Fox so Kids deep. tonight. Uncomfortably deep. Uh, like, like, enough where you're just like, maybe we shouldn't be alone in the room together. Like, call an adult or HR. Like, real close to, like, illegally deep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I want to say balls deep, but I think we're, I think we're pulling back. I think, yeah. We're, pu- yeah, we're definitely pulling back at that last pulling moment. Pulling out a little bit. We're going to... Oh, boy. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yep. Kids Jeez. cartoons. Oh shit. God, guys, so if you are not familiar with this show, uh don't worry about it. Let me fill you in with some context here. <laughs> so NASCAR Racers is an animated television series by Saban Entertainment, 26 episodes, which ran from 1999 to 2001 on the Fox Kids block. The show's theme song was performed by Jeremy Sweet of Dragon Ball Z's Rock the Dragon fame. Before beginning its proper run in 2000, NASCAR Racers premiered as a three-part 
TV movie. As with many Saban properties acquired by Disney, they have not made any home video releases for the series. What a, what a crying shame that this, oh, no. this, this car fire is not available on a home video. <laughs> uh, I love that they released the first three. Okay, so here's my train of thought, right? Yeah. I read that they released the first three episodes as a special TV movie. Sure. So I said, hey, why don't we watch the first three episodes? And you're the worst. Hey, I'm just, yeah, I'm actually the worst because this is this torture. At least they were like somewhat connected <laughs> and pseudo flowed into each other. But there are some <laughs> things that editing could not fix. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So uh, if you want to know what this is actually about, you may be hearing the name of the title NASCAR Racers and just be like, yeah, it's okay. It's a NASCAR cartoon. Got it. Like, I got it. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no not at all. You, you might think you got it. You don't got it unless you know the show like Caleb. Thanks again, Caleb. So, uh, in NASCAR Racers, two rival NASCAR racing teams, Team Fastex and Team Rexcore, compete against each other in the futuristic NASCAR Unlimited Division. To protect drivers from crashes, each race car has an inner rescue racer that ejects from the outer body if an accident happens, but these cars also happen to have, like, I don't know, flying abilities, grappling hooks, gladiator-style spokes that come out of their wheels and shred other people's tires so this this is not your regular nascar race at least not yet maybe in the future with the unlimited division it will be uh, the characters often race on simulators to hone their skills before actual races and the racers don't just compete on a regular oval track they compete on a wide variety of courses including a road course off-road mountains and the motor sphere which is probably oh, my favorite man. thing from this show the motor sphere Yikes. Mm. How, how you feeling, bud? You feeling okay going into this? Yeah, I'm feeling all right. I, I mean, this was... Do you ha I have to ask the question. Shoot. Did you watch NASCAR at all? Did you watch any type of racing at all? I feel, like this, I feel like this show targets a very, very specific demographic. And yeah, I don't know what the demographic is yet, but yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I'd like to think that NASCAR is maybe one of those things. Like, I know that I went to a NASCAR race when I was younger with my grandfather. Mm -hmm. And I was way too young, and I could not sit still. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, let's just, let's just watch. I think he wanted to just kind of take me out for like a fun bonding thing. I was way too young to be able to appreciate it. And I, I later had some family who would really get together and hang out and watch NASCAR on the weekends. And, you know, and I love it. It's like anything else that is probably or maybe sports related where there's like a very heavy drinking aspect that's associated with it. Right. And most times it really wasn't to watch NASCAR. In fact, NASCAR was the furthest thing. It was on in the background as just sort of white noise. But they were just sort of socializing, hanging out, and drinking. That together. is the whitest possible noise you could actually have, by the way, as a NASCAR uh, racing. <laughs> I grew up. I grew up a stone's throw from Pocono Raceway. So my dad actually used to work in the medevac helicopter. So they need somebody there in the in the pit or somewhere close to it in case they need to actually like medevac somebody out, or at the very least, they need somebody on the uh, ambulance there, stationed ready to go in case they need to take somebody to the hospital. You know, God forbid, a wreck or something goes into the into the stands. So he worked a few of the Pocono races back in the day. My brother was a huge fan, continues to be an, a huge NASCAR fan. He's a, he's a big Jeff Gordon guy, or at least was. I think Gordon's retired now. You, you um, mean, of course, your brother that threatened to kill me in a previous episode. Yeah, like within 30 seconds of meeting Sean, he threatened to kill him. Yeah, yeah that great. Was fun times. 
Uh, also, my brother now host of a afternoon sports show or co-host of an afternoon sports show on ESPN Lehigh Valley. So head on over to ESPNLV.com. I believe weekdays from 4.30 to 6.30, and you can listen to my brother, Andrew Trumbor, threatening strangers with uh, pain and death. Yeah, I don't, guys. I don't think he does that because he wouldn't get paid anymore if he did that. But Well, I think that you can probably provoke it out of him if you call him Andy instead of Andrew. 100%. So. Call in. Guys, if tweet. you want to troll if you want to troll Andrew, yeah. you know how to do it now. Yeah, Weakness acquired. And he has, to, <laughs> he has to restrain himself, which is the funniest thing. Um, we don't have to restrain ourselves on this show. Uh, nope. So he's a NASCAR fan. I never get into it. I used to watch it with him and just like kind of fall asleep on the couch. It was one of those things where it's like, I just can't. I get the sportsmanship. I get the, the competitive nature of it. I'd prefer to watch like Talladega Nights three times in a row versus sure. a NASCAR race. But it's just, it was just never for me. It was cool because he was into it. So he knew all the stats for all the cars and all the different racers and all the different brands and everything. But even this show, I texted him like, did you ever watch this? He's like, nah, doesn't ring a bell. So I don't know. They knew they were targeting NASCAR fans or the kids of NASCAR fans. Uh, I don't think it ever really reached them. There was supposed to be a time where Fox's broadcast of the live races overlapped with this cartoon. So if there was a race that was going to be on like a Saturday afternoon, this cartoon would kind of lead into it. They're supposed to overlap hmm. those two to have like basically to, to <laughs> indoctrinate kids to love NASCAR so that when they're old enough that they had money or get their parents to spend money, then they could watch the actual races and be a fan of that too. But I think it was canceled before Fox ever started broadcasting them. So there wasn't wow. really much overlap at all, which probably for the best, because this show has next to nothing to do with automotive racing in, in any sense, except for the theme song, maybe. Yeah. Let's get into this theme yeah, song. Let's get into it. I had to actually go back and watch the rock, rock the dragon um, from Jeremy sweet dragon ball Z intro. Yeah. And could have just asked just... me, I could have just done it for you. Yeah, and it's it's good. It's fun. I love it. It's so like not good, but I love it at the same time. It's a lot of fun. But it, it feels like a fun kind of rallying yes. cry for the entire show. And they don't try to do too much with it. Dragon, right. dragon, rock the dragon, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon, dragon, rock the dragon, come, come get me. Yeah, and then guitar that's it. riff, and that's it. That's all you got to do. And then this. This, this theme song, so here, if we're going from minimalism, yeah. the majority of the things that they have are here, it says, come on. NASCAR racers done. Give me my check, please. And then, and then at the very, very end, yeah. because there has to be a Doritos branding that's the end of it. It's just like extreme machines, and you're like, why? Powered by Cool Ranch. <laughs> like it just it doesn't make any sense. So we get like, come, on. we get like, come on, NASCAR racers, and then at the very end, extreme machines. This this theme song is. 30 seconds mm -hmm. of nothing. It's essentially if you were to watch uh, like a Michael Bay movie where they removed all of the fun explosions. I never thought I'd say this about Michael Bay yeah. because he is the worst, but they removed all of the, the fun explosions and made nothing interesting, uh, but just had like intense close ups and action shots nonstop. And like weird it, like it, billboard segues, like, like, a, like, yeah. a, like a montage of different billboards and video <laughs> screens. They, what I liked about this was that they, well, I wouldn't say like, but at least they gave you a sense of the animation style, right? So it blended kind of the traditional hand-drawn 2D with the really bad CG backgrounds <laughs> and 3D oh, CG boy. stuff. It's really bad. Think like the intro to Johnny Quest, the 90s one, but, okay. but, but really only focus on the bad CG. 
or take like the worst CG moments from reboot and put them in a really bad NASCAR oh, cartoon and it's kind of the weird. same level of bad CG or Skeleton mm. Warriors that intro too there was this whole sequence and series and trend in the 90s of like just bad CG in your in your openings but I mean, for the time that we would have been watching this as a kid, it would have been revolutionary. <laughs> when we watch it I mean, now, this was what ninety nine. Seventeen plus. This is ninety nine two thousand. So seventeen years later, yeah. and we're just like, oh man! Like, thank God we've made some, some leaps and bounds in terms of this technology. I, but still, it's in two thousand. Like, yeah. I think for this, at least, once we get into the show and the animation, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But I think because they only really used the three D CG for like backgrounds and settings and not like characters that had to move around and not really cars too much uh it wasn't as bad as it could have been could have been a right. real train wreck yeah well, I, I will say for the, the my final thought about this bad theme song was that i had no sense throughout of the people who were going to be involved nope. the the team and the pairing for all i know uh this could have just been a show where cars talk to other cars and it could have been a turbo teen situation, which I'm going to be honest, I probably would have enjoyed more. Yikes. I don't yeah. know about that. A whole squad of turbo teens? Wouldn't be that terrible. I mean, this show does go some crazy places. It never goes quite that far, but uh, almost sometimes. I'm going to say, I'm once, gonna say once this. Once the if, cyborg shows up, it's a teaser. Jesus. It, I, in the 27th episode of the series that was never produced, that's when everybody starts turning into cars. Yeah, they, do, they all I, crash into, uh, <laughs> like... Nuclear waste somewhere, and they all become turbo teens. I'd watch the reboot of that, sure. Yeah, season two of NASCAR Racers yep. is when shit finally picks you up. You just gotta survive season one, and season two is the best. Uh, the only yep. thing I'll add to the theme song is the beginning of it. The copies we had, they're kind of hard to hear, but they do say drivers start your engines or something to that effect. <laughs> so that's like, it, they tease you. They're like, no, this is totally gonna be like watching a cool NASCAR race, but a cartoon. And then it completely goes off the rails from there. <laughs> But they're like, if it's a cool NASCAR thing, but we also put a whole bunch of like Hot Wheels tracks with loops on it. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? I and mean, like, like eh, in theory, maybe. as a kid's cartoon, sure. But yeah. they just, they throw too many bonkers things that none of them really stick. And like you mentioned, from the theme song, you get no sense of the characters. And then throughout the course of the show, I really didn't like anybody that they introduced us to. Oh, uh, really? I liked a couple people. Uh there's I can't maybe, wait to talk. Okay, I can't we'll, wait we'll to talk about that's them. That's a good teaser coming up. Because um, they're all garbage. They're all garbage humans. Uh, primary colored garbage humans. Yep. The, the only other thing is they occasionally will use this same theme song throughout the episodes. So if there's like, if they're getting back in the cars and they're going to go start a race, then they'll just queue up this theme song again and play the whole damn thing over. <laughs> they as really, like a rallying really, cry. Yeah. They really got their fucking mileage out of this one. Because yeah. like you said, every time they get, it's like, come on. NASCAR racers, <laughs> and you're like, no, maybe not. It's the laziest damn thing. And Jeremy Sweet, bro, like, I don't blame you. I wouldn't know what to do with this mess if they handed it to me and we're just like, make a theme song. It's NASCAR with a cartoon. That's it. It's all we got. Go. Yeah. So I don't blame you. Uh, let's talk about the animation style of this thing because there's a there's a number of things going on. There's actually three different animation styles within this. The third one's a bit of a hidden. It's not an Easter egg because nobody Ooh. cares about this cartoon except Caleb. Oh, no. Sorry, I know, I know exactly what you're okay, talking cool. about. Though. So, what's what's your first impression? Because you get a hint in the theme song intro, but what's your first impression of just like the traditional stuff? Sure. So, the traditional actual hand drawn animation style is like a combination of James Bond Jr. and Ultra Force. <laughs> if those two cartoons okay. had a baby, very bright primary colors, 
it looks like uh oh super super thick lines yep. around everything yep. it's as if they were just like oh if if there is any ability for a haircut for like a, a late 2000 early 90s haircut to bleed into a background mm-hmm. they were just like double up on that bold border that goes around that hair because we are not going to let that happen. It's it's bananas. Yeah, it's going to look much more natural with everybody's like <laughs> thick thick body liner <laughs> just following him around. I didn't mind that style though. Like I didn't mind that animation because there was so much stuff going on in the background. And honestly, sometimes when they were kind of against like a, a 3D background, which didn't happen so much with the characters as much as it did with the the cars. But when they were up against that, I actually didn't mind that kind of like separation, that definition to give them a little bit of depth in space. I was fine okay. with it. It it, it kind of reminded me of like, yeah, the, the ones that you mentioned were pretty good. Uh, also kind of like the X-Men level, just not quite up to snuff with that level of detail. Or even right. like, I don't know if we talked about Godzilla, the animated series. I can't remember if we did or not. But for some reason, it reminded uh, the, me of The that. one with Godzuki? No, 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 not the old one. The, uh, the, uh, okay. the one that was spun off of the like 2000 the one with Matthew Broderick. Uh, Matthew Broderick movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it kind of was, was like, <laughs> it was definitely that like 99, 2000 level of animation. So if you, if you watched any cartoons at that time, it was that level. Yeah. Oh man. I was really hoping you were just like, yeah, the Brian Cranston Godzilla movie. Yeah. Like Brian Cranston was, is a cartoon Godzilla. Was yeah. Brian Cranston in that, in that film that rebooted Godzilla? Uh, 45 seconds for like, the fi- for like the 15 seconds that he yeah, was in there. You know, yeah. They sold it like he was. All right. So. <sighs> Okay, that's the traditional animation. That's the character design. What do you think about the cars? Oh, man, you called it out perfectly because this was as if nobody had learned. or It's as if there were no lessons learned from the television show reboot. Yeah. And they, they kept kind of all the bad portions of this, and it was jarring and weird to watch. And, and for something you would think, let's walk through this. I'm, yeah. I'm, in the, I'm the producer. I've got all the money. So clearly this Do is it. fantasy land. And you walk in and you say, I've got a great idea about a NASCAR show. I say, awesome. Sounds good. Green light. I'm Fox. I'm, I'm Rupert Murdoch or whatever. We're going to do that. Let's go. Uh, where are you going right. to put all your money into design? Ooh, I'm going to tell you what. I'm assuming you'll put uh, all your design money into the cars, right? Uh, probably. I mean, because it's, it, it's the name of the show, NASCAR. You would think. NASCAR racers. But like, then I'm you... going to dump all the money that I have yeah. into that designing. I've just given you, yeah. These futuristic NASCAR unlimited vehicles that look exactly like regular fucking cars. They, they don't even look like good cars, though. Like, they look... <laughs> they don't. They look like unfinished Pinewood Derby models. They look like they still had, like, chiseling or something to do from, like, that block of wood that you get as a Boy Scout. Uh, or they look like... They were just, like, boxy and angular, and they didn't look cool. They, look, this is, your, this is your golden opportunity to make new nascar branded material that you can sell as fucking toys to kids out there to not only get them invested in the brand itself and buy like the actual like real world models and stuff that they have but you can get them to buy these crazy you know cars that come apart and they form different things and they've got little like actuators and stuff on them that would have been super cool if they were like designed well i would have preferred they put 90 percent of the budget into like designing cool cars rather than any of these characters that i cared nothing about but Mm. they didn't really do that yeah, I, I, it just it was weird to watch, especially because that's you know we go from this jarring theme song yep. that has little to no content into right out of the gate in this first episode just nonstop racing. Yeah, 
drops you into a race. Yeah. Right, it drops you right in the middle of this race, and we'll we'll talk about this a little bit more in a moment. But this is, like you said, this is really your first introduction to this show. Yeah. This is These this is the cars bread and butter skittering of... around on a track. <laughs> yeah, like, this is the this is the main event. Yeah. Is the NASCAR thing? You said it best, and you said this was sort of a way to be able to indoctrinate kids to get them pumped up, to get them excited. I mean. M- Look, when I'm disappointed yeah. that you did not sell kids a shitload of toys, like that you've really messed up. Because normally if you're like if your design is so good that kids are going to be like addicted and obsessed with these things, then we have, you know, we have issues on a different level, but I still like respect the the business acumen and the attention to detail and the production level of that. This was just like it was a golden opportunity and they just kind of screwed it up. The cars look like crap. You couldn't really yeah. tell one from another. Um there's a bunch of shit that happens in these cars, which we'll talk about in the plot, that makes zero sense when it comes to yeah. when it comes to racing of any sort of fair sport. Um, and then the physics of them was just garbage. They were like they were either sliding around on ice, or they would like they would like crash into shit, but never damage. They were always like the, <laughs> the same shape everywhere, even if they were upside down. They just never. Uh, it, was, it was a complete mess from the animation I, standpoint. I, the thing that drives me crazy is that we, we've talked about this before, but Mask, uh, yes. a Kenner product, they did the same thing yeah. where they had basic cars, but they, they transformed in cool ways or they had interesting additions to them. They had every opportunity. And in fact, they, they took a ton of swings at being able to do that with the vehicles that are in this show. I just feel like a majority of them were swinging a miss. Yeah, they're just, you know, the, the characters were fairly well distinguished from one another, but their cars weren't. And that, yeah. you know, that was an oversight. Uh, before we get to the characters, there's one more style of, I don't want to call it animation, but there's one more style of footage in this style. Did you, uh, did you check it? Yeah. Did you see it? Absolutely. So it's, uh, it's during one of the scenes where they are, uh, they're having sort of this press conference to be able to introduce a lot of the people, uh, you know, to the fact that like this new type of racing is coming yeah. and they're, yeah, they're it's like interviewing their big these media people. Day or whatever. Yeah. Right. And in the background, you see that they actually have like a whole bunch of like live action footage of races. But just from like the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Like they were all it's like old, like stock car shit. Yeah. Like, like old, old archival footage. I, I, I don't know why. Yeah. It definitely this caught my very... attention. Maybe that was what they were going for, but it was just really weird. I mean, I don't know if this was like a way of them trying to be like, guys, we watch racing stuff too. Don't worry, you know, it's cool. And it felt like that because there were a couple moments, a couple lines in the show where they definitely reference some like old NASCAR history. So you could tell that like somebody in the room was like the NASCAR guy, right? He's yeah. either like the NASCAR fan or he was some like producer from NASCAR who was part of the project and was like, uh, we need to put some more like NASCAR in the NASCAR show because there's like nothing <laughs> yet. So like, guys, we got to make a, we got to make a a comment here from uh, the guy who's working at the pit about like two notable NASCAR racers that I'll be honest, when they said those names, I listened to it twice and my immediate thought was, you know, I should write those down and Google those people. And then I went, yeah, no, I don't fucking care. (laughs) I, they rang a bell because I kind of remembered from like the NASCAR history that, do you want to talk about them now? Uh, Yeah, Yeah. of course. So it was, it was Carl. No, it was. Hold on. I, I combined my two names. Carl Sagan. Carl, it was Carl Sagan, <laughs> former NASCAR driver. Carl Sagan. It was Kale Yarbrough and Donnie and Bobby Allison. 
And okay. this, the, the cool thing about this was, like, yeah, maybe don't make a late 70s NASCAR racer reference for a bunch of, like, five- and six-year-old kids, first of all. But the cool thing was, the first televised full NASCAR event, I think it was on CBS, had, like, I think multiple crashes or a couple wrecks, and then th- a thrilling finish, and then this fight. This, like, fight because they caused each other to wreck or, or something. I can't remember specifically what it was, but, like, those are like the three things that people watch NASCAR for, right? So you said like it's a drinking event. Yeah. But you watch it for thrilling finishes. So like the last two minutes. Uh, you right. watch it for wrecks. You watch it to see who's going to crash and how spectacularly and who's going to walk away and all that stuff. And then you watch it for the occasional fight between the drivers once they get out of their cars. I always love when they punch each other in the helmets. That's, that's my favorite. Uh, Wait, do they really do that? Uh, sometimes you'll see idiots punch each other in helmets just like in football. Are you serious? Yeah, because they're stupid. But... Oh my god, I will watch the hell out of some NASCAR or fights. They'll, they'll take their helmet off and like smash somebody's windshield with it, which I also love watching somebody <laughs> use a helmet as a bludgeoning device. That's always fun. Very American. You, but like those three things came dummies. together for the first broadcast, and that is partially what like launched it into fame. Like everybody loved it. They'd never seen anything like that on TV. They wanted to see it every week if they could, and that was 1979. And it's, the fame has just skyrocketed since then. NASCAR had been around for a long time in various uh, forms. But after that, it just kind of took off. So it was an interesting throwback. I really didn't really make any sense to anybody without that kind of knowledge and before Wikipedia. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it was different. I, the only way that I could think that that would be an anchor point for anybody is if their dad or like a, a family member had been a nascar fan and knew what those names was are and, and, yeah you know was was watching it with their kid yep. and, and heard it and then kind of like it sucked him in a little exactly. bit so the dad was like maybe you should watch this cartoon and i'll watch this cartoon with you you know as a as a bonding experience i mean i think that that i mean that's great yeah. i mean if you if you find a cartoon like that that can do something and has that uh that type of uh an ability to help you relate with somebody that's fucking rad however uh, <laughs> however if you don't Cool, man, get ready for the gauntlet. So I, I kind of want to run through these characters because all of them are terrible in different ways and some of them are just like flat out hilarious. In, in, sometimes in ways that are very wrong and I, yeah. I want to get to them. So we're going to go in order. We're going <laughs> to talk Team Fast X. Oh, please. Why would you name it Fast X? I don't know. It sounds like Fast Sex when you say it. Yeah. Which like, is it exactly like, the opposite. It sounds like Fat Sex. Yeah. Fat Sex. Fast Sex. <laughs> it's like, mm, I don't know if I want my racing team to be Fat Sex. <laughs> it could have it been like Speed Co. It could have been literally been anything like, other than Fast X. Like tiles in co- or Tires Incorporated. It sounds like a bad, um, what's the word? Oh my God. A uh, whiplash ink. It sounds like a bad, like diuretic, like it oh. sounds like a like a digestion aid. Fast oh, uh, how about this? Uh, road uh, road rash stool softener. Perfect. That's a perfect name. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's a suppository. Laughing clown malt liquor. Would have been a great, <laughs> <laughs> a great. Just uh, how about a uh, Georgie Boy and Company? Done. Georgie Boy and Sons. <laughs> Georgie Boy and Sons. <laughs> so Fast X is what we've got. The other team oh, is Rex Core. It's not much better. But at least, no. at least it fits the name of their uh, their owner, the style of their drivers, the style of their drivers. Yeah. yeah, plus that, which is kind of a neat thing. Fast X is just garbage. So speaking of garbage, we've got garbage people in this garbage company. So you've got Mark Charger McCutcheon, who's the son of like a family. He comes from a long line of racing champions. 
does he have any other qualities personality quirks can you tell me no. anything else about him uh i so what i did with this is because i was having a hard time with being able to to find some of the specifics for characters yeah. i wrote down lines from a majority of these people okay. that i felt encapsulated what they're about what you got for charger and his for charger i have i can race anybody on anything nice. and i was like well yeah way to go one dimension yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about his younger brother, Miles? His younger brother is a piece of garbage. I think he has I, a learning I, disability. <laughs> also, I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I want to be very, very clear yeah. with this. Regardless of any problems that he has, what I want to talk to everybody who's listening is safety. I'm gonna be very clear Thank and very you. honest with everybody. Is that if you are at a racetrack mm-hmm. or just and like there in are your neighborhood, on out on the track at all? Yeah. Just stay the fuck off of the road or the racetrack. Why would you run out? And this happened multiple Not even times. Run. Just slowly stroll across, drinking your fizzy yeah. pop. Yeah. God, it is, it is maddening to watch them like have to ham fist a piece of plot into this and then totally disregard it two seconds later when they're bad. just like, huh, don't worry about it. It's okay. I'm just like, no, it's not. Oh, and, also, just, and also never, you're concerned about- never stop the race. Yeah. Never, never call the race off, whether it's a simulation or not. Always, no matter what catastrophic thing happens, keep that fucking race going. Never stop. Never stop. Just keep it going because the sponsors are paying to see the carnage. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. These, these people are concerned about money. We'll talk about this when we get to plot. Oh my but God, money I'm in going the financial to go off on all that know, and these cars and everything else. Yeah. <clears throat> money in the financial aspect of this is critically important. And unfucking necessary in this cartoon, yep. but for some reason they blow up a million plus dollar <laughs> car, and they're just like, "Don't worry, Miles. I'm glad you're all right. I don't give a shit. No. You have a million dollars to spend on this, Miles. Do you? Do you? Get your checkbook out. Oh, let's take a look at your sad little allowance, you dick. Like, oh, at least put that it, kid to work. The kid was a dick too. So, like, he, in, in one scene, this is part of the plot, but whatever, because it gives you a good idea about his character. Do you have any lines for Miles, by the way? Uh, yeah, it's the the one where he's uh sitting there unraveling tape, and he, <laughs> what an asshole like, this it, kid! It's like a fifty foot roll of tape, yeah. and the the guy in the pits just like, can you check and see if this is actually a fifty foot roll of tape? And it's just him there, and he's going forty seven, forty eight, forty nine. I'm just like, yeah, that's you. You might you might actually have a problem. I think he does because like, like, look, he walked out onto the track while these cars are going around at like two hundred, three hundred miles an hour. Because it's the future and they can go 300 miles an hour. Uh, and then they were just like, well, we'll take him aside because he's real slow. We'll just give him a job like in the garage or whatever. And then he's just counting feet of tape. So they were just like, okay, I guess. Like, I don't know what to do with this kid. Just, he's either been huffing fumes or not huffing enough fumes or I don't know what. But he's also I mean, a dick. I, he's like a little Bieber dick. Yeah. I mean, I've got a solution for okay. it. It's just put him in a pair of Heelys with a bunch of fidget spinners and then just push him back out in that track. Yeah. Like, problem solved. Hopefully one with like a slope, like put him at the top of the motor sphere and let him <laughs> let him fidget his way on down. Oh god. He's you know, our introduction to him is like he goes up, uh he gets out of the car with his brother. The brother's the main guy, Charger. And, you know, Charger's like being like big brotherly and he's like, you know, hang out with the team and I'll show you how to race and I'll teach you everything I know and but I've got to go and practice now. And the kid like pretends to like be a good little kid, like a good younger brother, and is like, Oh, I love you so much and you're a great driver. As soon as he walks away, he turns his 
baseball hat around backwards. And so now he's like a punk kid, right? Cool. And he's basically like, fuck you, older brother. I'm going to be a better driver than you ever were. And then walks out onto the, tra- <laughs> onto the track. I hate this kid. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. <sighs> Terrible. All right, let's talk about the Fasslers because this family is fascinating. Ugh, that was a. I almost said fasslernating. 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 I, I thought that's what you were going I wasn't for. Wasn't because I held back because it's a real bad pun. Oh man! But I even talked to Megan there, first. Anyway, you want to get Megan? Yeah, get her. Yeah, get her. Uh, very, very confusing. <laughs> okay, um, for like sexually or what? Oh no, no, no! I mean, like, I'll, I got to give credit to her because she's the redhead in this. Yep. Uh, and they, they do this thing where they they try to. Uh, be very coy with her that she's not this great uh that she's not this great race car driver they try to make it look and like she's just like a desk person or like a like a tech smart person but not a not a skilled driver right uh and and we'll we'll discuss the the finer details and points on that in in a moment but i mean it it just i i didn't even write down a quote for her because i felt like a majority of the time she was just like, I want to be a driver. And you're just like, yeah, great. I mean, I didn't need to write all like Every time 12 she said times. that down, yeah. Yeah, it was just really frustrating. <laughs> like most of these lines, honestly, I didn't think were great. They were just like bad one-liners or just like throwaway dialogue that was just to like further the plot or just like exposition dumps. Like they weren't even funny in a, in a terrible way. A couple of them yeah. kind of caught me off guard because they were like, they came at it from a skewed angle or just like the delivery of it was awful. But it wasn't. It's nothing we can replicate on the show. So if you really want to watch it, go ahead. Yeah. I actually think my one line uh, for Megan would just be uh, the moment where she's talking to her dad, which we can oh, jump into yeah. in a second, but where she's talking with him on the comm and she's uh, in the car and uh, he's just like, I don't think you should, or like, I don't think that uh, you should be a racer. And she just, she starts crying and she goes, so I guess you've made up your mind. <laughs> like, but even like that, that was, is just, I don't know. <laughs> like it's the single she, tier yeah i i guess my my the interesting thing about her is that she's designed she has designed a majority of the technology yeah, for these cars with. Uh, but they don't seem to work no, they, that, <laughs> like, that's my problem is they don't work these things are like costing a shitload of money they're basing everything their entire business practice around this and they're crap they're falling so, apart. I mean, uh, they're not doing what they're supposed to do. They're overheating they're and exploding? blowing up. They're exploding, possibly killing hundreds of people in the stands. And they're just like, <sighs> great job, Megan. Now you're on the team. Like, ah. <laughs> it's it's as if you were to reward somebody who's not good at a thing by giving them a promotion. Well, that never happens in the real world. Yeah, never happens mm-hmm. in the real world, guys. Yeah, never, ever. Never. There's and not then, even a name and for then, it. Yeah, uh, and then you were uh, you, you were consistently bad at that thing that you were doing. Yeah, still, and bad. you're just like great, like like increasingly bad at the increasing jobs that you're doing. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so her dad is not actually her dad; it's her adoptive father. What? Yeah, she's adopted. Apparently, I did. I did not get. I that. think it was only in the wiki. I don't think it was in this first uh, first couple of episodes. <laughs> they probably drop it as a bomb later when people care. I guess. Um, <laughs> really, that fourth episode. Yeah, hook. That's, that's it. They gotta sell you. You've been adopted, but I'm a race car driver. Yeah, I don't know how those two add up, but so Jack is just kind of like Jack's the older guy. He's kind of the veteran. He's been around for a while. It's Megan's dad, adopted dad, but he's also the owner of the team, so he makes all those decisions. Libby is far more interesting. Libby is his 
wife, who we first meet via hologram, because he's talking to her in like, I don't know where she is, somewhere in the rainforest during the, the rainforest. monsoon season. Yeah. Here's a fun fact. At one point, she's kidnapped by bounty hunters that were secretly hired by Rexton, the rival race car owner. Yeah? Yeah, and that's, that's all I got into it. But at some oh. point, he hires... <laughs> he, it's a hard, it was a hard period on the end of that yeah, statement that I, I didn't pick up She's on. still there. I was like, where, where are they going? Because nobody cared. Um, oh. No, she's super interesting. I would love a spinoff just about like Libby Fassler's uh, jungle adventures, because I don't care what these other idiots are doing. She at least seemed interesting and had like a life going on. But yeah. Uh, Let's get into uh, how about how about uh, who else you got? Steve Flyer Sharp. This boy's got some problems. Oh man! He well, that's actually what my quote is for. Car. It's actually it's actually what my quote is for him is. Why is this happening again? Yeah. Not now. What? Okay, okay. Here's his backstory, <laughs> and I want to preface this by saying anybody who actually served in any kind of military uh, combat situation or otherwise, or law enforcement, or firefighting, or anything that has potential for PTSD, if you have any PTSD experience, or if you're still having the symptoms. This isn't like a trigger warning thing. I just want to put it out there that we are not making fun of people who has, have this very serious issue that they deal with. However, the way they deal with it on this show is completely ridiculous. He he's was not like, tactful at all. No, he, he's, he's black, and he was a former like, U.S. Air Force uh, pilot. I don't know what, why. I don't know why, <laughs> why he was or what he was supposed to be doing. Because the only thing we see is him go on this like crazy mission where they have to like either target or protect some sort of nerve gas or some sort of gas in like these cans or barrels. And like it basically explodes in his face as he's piloting. I have no idea what is supposed to happen here, but he has PTSD from it. So he decides, hey, the best thing for me is to be like an ultimate NASCAR (laughs) driver and get behind the wheel of these crazy cars going 300 miles an hour. So go back to your line again and explain what's going on with that. So there are just multiple times when this, this PTSD begins to materialize where he is driving and he will, uh, there's moments where he'll either stop the car or he's about to get on a, a bicycle, uh, a motorbike. Yeah, not a bicycle. I mean, either, either way. He's, he's about to get on a skateboard and it's something where like he'll, like he'll put his hands out in front of him and he's just like, why is this happening now? And he gets, he gets very jittery. And, and like Dave said, if this is happening to you, please, please talk to somebody. Uh, yeah, don't get behind because, the wheel of a NASCAR racer. Yeah, and it, it's just this stuff's so important, and it, it and they handle this in such a poor, poor way, and it, it really it felt insulting to anybody who has served in any military or paramilitary organization that it was just sort of like a big, like a big kind of middle finger. Um, and I, I you know, we watched three episodes tonight. I hope, I hope. My, the only redeeming thing about this show is that, that they continue to talk about some of the things that Flyer is going through, address them in a more tactful way, and actually talk about him getting help. That would be the only redeeming thing about this show. Because all they've done so far is like laugh at him when he actually like has an episode and crashes his bike, or laugh at him when he almost explodes and dies and kills a bunch of people. Or, uh, or shame him because he, he stopped his car at a certain point on the track right. when they were racing. Right. And Megan's just like, we have cameras that are all over this <laughs> place like, and in the car. Yeah. Yeah, we saw what happened. But then they keep putting him back behind the wheel of the damn car. And like his, yeah. his literal way to get over all of this is to just keep pushing through it, which seems awful. Not healthy. Not helpful at all. So not great there. Another person who's not great, Carlos Ray, or Stunts, 
as they call him. He's got some weird backstory, but is also he tries to be this kind of like schmoozer. I don't know if he's supposed to be Hispanic. I'm assuming, or Mexican. I'm, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Uh, like uh, like a Latino. He's like a Latino. Yeah, like Latino, like Latino uh, descent. Yeah. Um, he, he, which is cool which is cool like sure we have a white guy we have an african-american and we have like a latin american and a red-headed person. girl and which is obviously yeah, the, and a red-headed most girl minority and like, of minorities and they're they're um and they're all working together like on the same team it's actually that's kind of nice the, in types of diversity it's a pretty decent the job worst part was as i was reading this and watching this i was like crap i may have stolen some of this from my centurion script uh-oh. Which would be Uh-oh. weird since I don't think I've ever seen this show. But like some of the names well, matched up and some of the like themes matched up and definitely the I, diversity I wouldn't, cast. I wouldn't worry as much because as we not. mentioned with uh, Mark Charger, there's no personality there. With Flyer, it's just continually shaming him for something that he should not be ashamed of. And then for Carlos, it, it, it's this terrible machismo. He's like Reza uh, Ramon. Yeah, like womanizing thing that he has. Yeah. There's this one, the one line that I have for him is, I couldn't have a girlfriend. It wouldn't be fair to the other girls. And I was Ladies. like, no, pretty sure, pretty sure it would be. Ladies. Pretty sure it would be totally fine to everybody. Uh, but the, he is, he's the one character that I felt on this show had the most personality. I think, I think the voice actor had a lot to do with that. Reno Romano is pretty good. He's done right. uh, stuff in the DC universe. Uh, he's still active. So yeah, he's, he's done pretty good. And Roger Cross, I mean, he's been around too. He voiced Flyer. Yeah. But just not a lot of work to work with there, dude. Um, no. Ray was fine. Like his backstory is weird because apparently he was trying to win money from his NASCAR races to care for his ill father. But we see him literally hand over a million dollar check. Like none of none of that comes across. No. Like great backstory, great history. I think they added it later. Fun to know that he's got this this motivation. But like Dave said, when he hands over a million dollar check. It doesn't. You don't really understand what the what the stakes are, which is funny because one of the fucking episodes is Literally called, called stakes. the stakes. Yeah. Like <laughs> should have been called mistakes. Oh Jesus! Christ. Speaking of mistakes, how do you feel about uh, Duck Danaka, the crew chief? Uh, he's fine. I thought he was okay. Thought he was all right. They they yeah. they walk a line with being a little too something with it. Uh, is he is he Chinese? Is he Asian? What is he? Uh, I, I mean, he's of, he's of Asian descent. He's of Asian descent. I mean, they don't it, go into it. it it's hard because I feel like the writing that they had for this, especially with uh, Tanaka and with, uh, with stunts, I feel like they just picked up really bad tropes. Speaking of bad stereotypes and just bad characters in general, I really do want to talk about the quote-unquote villains of this piece for a little bit, just briefly. Uh, how do you feel All about right. Lyle the Collector Owens? I actually like thought Owens? he was hilarious. Yeah. I thought he was great. I liked Owen a lot. I thought he was yep. a total piece of shit. Uh, he's the collector because every time he causes a wreck of an opponent racer, he takes a trophy. I was like, "You are that yeah. is some next level car vehicular manslaughter like serial suicide, killer like, shit." Yeah, serial exactly. killer shit. That was pretty messed up. He's like taking a piece of everyone's car to build like a corpse car at home that he's gonna come out and like be racer X and wear a weird mask. It's gonna mash up like NASCAR and <laughs> WWE, and I'm gonna love it. What was the What was the Stephen King? Uh, book Carrie? with or, like, sorry, killer Christine. cars. Ca- Carrie and Christine. Carrie. <laughs> Carrie got in Christine and they just went on they, a, a they ripped ass cool. across this great nation of ours. Thank you for saying Carrie because yeah. I knew it was the C word and I was like, no. I don't think it's Christine. Carrie. I'm glad that we did exactly what I wanted to do. that I literally <laughs> this past week even wrote up uh, a new Dark Tower teaser trailer 
that goes through like all of King's, not all, but his most well-known movie adaptations. So Christine and Carrie were both on my mind. So there it is. Yeah, uh, speaking of some of these other guys, we don't get to learn too much about Hondo Specter Hines, except that he's real creepy and people are weirded out by him. I sneak up on you like a ghost. ghost. Let's talk about Zarina, though. How do you feel about Zarina? Uh, she was, she reminded me of the yes. actress from Red Sonia. Yeah, very much so. She was like a weird, um, she was like punk rock, blonde mohawk, ripping sleeves off of her clothes all the time, calling everybody baby for some reason. Just really aggressive. Uh, a strong take on that character, for sure. Strong take. I mean, it, it's, it is straight yeah. Bridget Nielsen. And yeah, totally fine. I'm cool with that. Was- I like that. Again, I'm, I like the villains in this show. I'm rooting. They had a lot more personality, a lot more fun, for sure. They looked like they were enjoyable. I mean, she's got that yep. barbed wire tattoo on her bicep. That she, That's she, sweet. She, yeah, you know, she she's always flexing. Owens. He comes in, he's like, hey, baby. And he asks her some like chauvinistic question. And she basically just like shoves dumbbells like into his gut. <laughs> it's like, you're not messing around with me. And yeah. then this guy comes in and smashes up his car. So he was 100% Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Junker. Do oh, some junker? junker spits. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's kind of all you need to know. He's fun. DC Junker Here comes spits. my favorite yeah. character. So not, not Garner Rexman. <laughs> not the, the big boss of Rexcore and like the master, you know, pulling the strings behind everything that goes wrong at these NASCAR events. <clears throat> I'm talking about Specs. Specs. Because okay. he's the Rexcore cool. crew chief, so that's fine. He's also a fucking cyborg. Where did this come from? This dude walks in, right? He doesn't just walk in like a centurion cyborg, like little bits of like metal pieces or whatever on him. He walks in with like a full, like half face of metal, a giant television monitor, like in his chest and abdomen with sweet sweet FaceTime Rexton on that monitor. He's walking around like Krang in his bodysuit, right? This guy is the bodysuit. He's like a cyborg bodyguard. I don't know what the hell. It was one of the weirdest things on this show, and it's full of weird stuff to begin with. What was your reaction to Specs? I just, for the couple seconds that we got to see him, I immediately yeah. wanted to know more because it was the most interesting thing, and they explained, and we'll talk about this during the plot of these episodes. There are interesting things that come up, and they explain nope. nothing. They just rolled it and go right to the next Not thing. at all. And speaking of that, yeah. Yeah. Because you're, you're left there sitting, I would like to learn yeah. a little bit more about this. I would like to double down on this interesting concept. And nope. they're like, nope. Give me this disc of information care. you've stolen from the other team and let's get to work. And it's not like this guy's like confined okay, to like me- some, some like <laughs> fortress or something. He's, he's out and about. He's doing dealings. He's, he's out in the world. I don't know why he has to use <laughs> this man with a television <laughs> embedded in his chest to walk around. We had cell phones at this point. Maybe they weren't smartphones, but oh my God. You, you took a man. You took a homeless think... man. And you took, I'm assuming <laughs> this is Specs' background. You took a homeless man, liquored him up, Jesus, carved him up, and then put a television in his guts, and then covered him up with like tinfoil and like aluminum plating and put him back together. And now he's like your little personal butler guy. I'm assuming that's how it worked. Okay. From my own experiments, yeah. that's how it worked. The funniest thing was yeah. that he opens up his hand at some point and a yeah, mini disc like, player comes out of it. Why do we need that? And, 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 the thing that's hilarious, the, the first I thought imagine. that I had is, how yes. does he upgrade for newer formats of technology? I was like, what is he, what is he doing here? How is this going to happen? He's, how, who wants to permanently have a mini disc player in your hand? The crazy thing was, hand? Specs yes, 1.0 we... had that laser disc player 
in his hand, and it was just like obnoxious to carry that thing around. It's huge. Oh, just a just oh, a giant paw. Like Yikes. Oh God. man, I don't want to get too bogged down into the plot details because they're kind of non-existent. It's it's sort of like they're rival teams. They undermine each other. They race against each other. Crazy shit happens. Pretty much it. But yeah. I have a lot of questions. So let's see if maybe we can get through um, some of them with this. My first question for you is, all right. how do you take, arguably, the world's most boring spectator sport and turn it into a cartoon for kids? I mean, to answer your yeah. question, uh, you don't. You just, you don't. You can't. You, um, I, I think that, I think that a, a better strategy would have been to sort of focus and, and very heavily on maybe not evolving or trying to elevate the sport right. of NASCAR in this, but maybe the, the family component inside that's relatable right. as an anchor point and then very tertiary to what the plot is, right. then add in the cars, you know? Or maybe it's something where it's a family of, you know, a legendary NASCAR family and they adopt a kid sure. or there's a young son or, or somebody who's attempting to become a driver for the first time. And it's sort of the, the trials and understanding some of the things that are involved and, you know, having all those learning experiences along the way, you don't drop us in to a show where suddenly they talk or where suddenly they talk about the fact that there's something called NASCAR yeah. unlimited and then you never explain what NASCAR yeah. Unlimited is. That's the whole <laughs> fucking idea behind your show. And you don't explain or define it nah. a single fucking time. You just take it for granted that people are just like, yeah, well, it's NASCAR and it's unlimited. I'm like, well, you can't actually define what a thing is by just repeating the two words of the mm -hmm. thing that you want to define and just saying yeah. them with a different emphasis. Like, it, that's so maddening because they could have said like you know what we're trying to we're trying to soup yeah, up cars like, like at that. the top speed for like a certain car is x we're doing x yeah, plus or like, like 500 or like cutting edge you know like tech like, or just like things that haven't been vetted for regular nascar yet or just like extreme even call it like nascar extreme i don't care because that's a very 90s thing to do but at least explain it tell us sure. what you're doing but what they ended up doing was just like complete garbage uh i think i think yeah. You you have this entire yeah. motosphere thing that you, you do it. never you talk it about. What it. what is the it? The opening scene, the opening race. It's which really wasn't even cool a real looking, race. and it looks like a yeah. At oh, that, it was five minutes show. into it where I was just like, oh, you're gonna pull that on me already? I don't think I want to watch anymore. <laughs> they were in this race in like this motosphere, <laughs> which think of it like the cage of death, like like with the uh, motorcycles going around at like a monster truck show or whatever, where there's like three motorcycles going around inside this like sphere, this metal sphere, right? Think of that on like massive scale, like like massive arena scale. And these race cars are somehow going up the side and like around the edges of this thing. And it was a cool idea. It was a cool concept. They never use it again. They might after episode three, but they never use it again. And they only use it for about 20 seconds in this thing. And then it turns out, how can they do all this stuff? They're in a fucking simulation. It's not even a real race. Yeah. It's very frustrating. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> That's that, that's really one of those things where you say to yourself when you're writing this, like, do I want to do I want to hit with this up front or do I want to pull this back for maybe like a punch later on? And the answer is always, yeah, pull that back for a punch yeah. later on. Don't lead with that. Especially if that's... it's just like everything you've just seen is fake. So if you liked what you've seen so far, I apologize, but it's fake. <clears throat> that leads me to kind of my next question. What the F are the rules 
for these races. It seems like anything goes. Are they unlimited? What's the deal? Well, I, I mean, no. that, that's the problem is that, again, there's no definition for this. And so at a very high level, uh, these cars have some portion of the back yep. end of the vehicle that opens up to expose what looks yep. like afterburners from like a, a jet, <laughs> yeah. from a jet engine that deploy out in sort of what we mentioned earlier, sure. like, a, like a mask style situation uh, where it gives them additional speed. And then it seems like everybody in their car additionally has a special thing that they can do where like their car can fly or we have stunts. He can like shoot a booster out of like one side of his car and yeah. go up on the side. So he's sort of at an angle when he's driving. Uh, we've got, uh, got our flyer has the ability to like sort of uh, take off with wings, which in a lot of these situations, like, okay, that seems kind of interesting, but then you have a flying car versus a, a, a ground and that's bound my main vehicle. Is like just fly to the finish line seems, and you're done. If there's no rules, like you, yeah, win time. it seems like it's yeah. a total cheat move that nobody executes. I'm like, this is Mario yeah. Kart rules, buddy. Like, you got to get to the end. Yeah. Any means necessary. Who cares? Go out of bounds. Whatever you glitch it, uh, whatever you need. But then, but it even goes further to the point where uh, cars that are almost completely junked can then be pushed that, that across the That was a whole other thing. Line? That was a Talladega Nights thing. I was waiting oh, for uh, that, that 80s song to start Christ. playing. <clears throat> um, that was a whole mess. Uh, what I like, though, is that they also have like gladiatorial combat, right? So they've got like the spikes that shoot out of their tires or they've got grappling hooks that like rip people's bumpers off. It's like, what is going on here, guys? You, you pick one thing and go with it. Not everything. They'll just throw everything together and then show us it's a simulation. So I still don't know what the hell's real and what's not. If, if you're going to make a NASCAR cartoon and not make it about the characters because nobody cares about them and not make it about the cars because they're all trash and not make it about the, <laughs> the races because there's no rules then literally what are the stakes? What am I watching? Why am I watching it? I, I found myself asking that same question for an hour today yeah, when I watched this program. So, yeah. Here's, a, here's an easy one for you. Do lockers okay. need to be spring-loaded? Absolutely need to not. Do you need to open your locker door and have your jumpsuit smash you in the face because it's on a spring-loaded arm? <laughs> The thing yeah. that I was curious about, well, to answer your okay, question, good. absolutely not. But what I was curious about is how many times are these people doing costume changes? Is this something where, you know, like a triathlon sure. when you're running from like from different portion right. of the race to sense. the next portion? Like, you know, you might you might take off, uh, you might take off and you right. might exchange for something else. Uh, it's some like I'm going to take off my swim cap because I'm now done with the swim portion and I'm about to enter into yeah. the, the bike portion. So I'm going to put on shoes. There's no, there's no time changing. Out. You don't get out of the ever... car. There's no like, there's no like surprise races that show up. Maybe in unlimited there are, that would have been an interesting wrinkle, but like, no, you don't need to have your, your jumpsuit smash you in the face because you need to save a couple of seconds changing. And that's not going to help anyway. Cause it's just going to knock you cold. The, the best part was that I, I'm really hoping that in the unlimited idea or mindset that there's like a fashion or a swimsuit portion where suddenly you need to do like a quick That's turnaround for like the Olympics costume episode, change. The NASCAR like, Olympics. Yeah. Megan's going right. to kill that one. Just, yeah. Something, something that would actually necessitate 
having that because I'll be honest with you, if my clothes were spring loaded in my closet every day, yeah, I'd have I'd a just concussion. Stop wearing clothes. Like there's stop no, there's no reason. Stop using the yeah, closet. So... <laughs> I don't know which one I'd do, but either. Dave, Dave, you and I both work at home often, and you haven't. No, because there's clothes. cameras everywhere. So, oh, damn. Oh, you never know. Incentive. You so, never know until people start know. paying. Uh, so, <laughs> so I got no segue for this. So let's talk about Megan briefly. You mentioned her earlier. <laughs> she kind of is our racer X in this yeah. scenario. What's going on with her? How do they work her yes. into the plot? Uh, as we mentioned, yep. adoptive daughter, uh, which is, does not register or is nope. communicated at any point. She is the engineer behind all of these cars. And then the way that they sort of racer X is that there is a, uh, there's a simulation that is up on one of the monitors where you see this one car that is doing exceedingly well, if not better than the other three goofballs that have been hired as yeah, like race car drivers. And you never see it and during so, the race. You only focus on these guys. But clearly this thing has been like lapping them and just being totally fine the whole time. And there, and there is, uh, there's no record oh. or name that's associated How with the test. Uh, there's no additional wow. data that's up there. But yet this person is just killing it. And I... The second they did that, I was like, please don't play Koi. And then they play Koi for like another 15 minutes. And you're just like, why have you guys been playing Koi this whole time? Like, like, we get it. You'd literally introduce no other characters. There's there's no one else it could have been unless it was going to be a mystery character who randomly broke their way into your testing facility and tested for you and then then went invisible and ran away. Like, what else are we thinking? If it had been that scenario i would have been interested like if it was something where the person shows up in the car steps out and then removes its helmet and it turns out it's like a mutant or like an alien or oh my god a fucking ghost would be ghost ghost racer Ah, it'd be like a combination of uh, i would have so much racer and i'd love it and it'd be great or casper casper if you wanted to do something with his life death (laughs) he was just like hey guys i was looking for my fox friend and I decided to do NASCAR. That charger ran him over. Been like, well, oh, well, that's a sad story. But uh, oh, with the, I'm NASCAR. With the NASCAR. No, I would have loved it if so, it was yeah. an actual they, racer they... X thing, where it was like some random rogue racer that came in and like either helped people or saved the day or just like won a race randomly. Like that doesn't have to make sense. But to pretend like it's not going to be Megan, like guess what? Spoiler alert! It's fucking Megan. We get it. Yeah. Ugh. And they. They hint so heavily at it that it, it especially in the, the scenes where, like, you see the car out there, like, yeah. lapping and racing and stuff. And, I think and, Duck was well aware, uh, too. Which, oh, yeah, yeah he was yeah. super, super aware because he's playing coy like a jerk. And you're just like, just, yeah. just somebody say it, which I want to I want to ask the question. Uh, we see Duck at some point uh, turn on okay. the cars. All right. Now, some of the cars have push-button ignitions. Some of the other cars have key-based ignitions. I'm confused now about well, how I cars work. I think the work. answer lies in how terrible Megan is as an engineer. Sure, that makes total like On one hand, she comes sense. up with some cool stuff, but on, a, on the greater hand? I don't think that metaphor works. Um, they're terrible, and they don't work, and they wreck everybody's yeah. car in not fun ways. Just like, it'd be like watching a NASCAR race and, you know, seeing somebody, like, stop in the middle of the track because they ran out of gas or because they fell asleep. Like, it's, it's just boring. Like, there's not even anything fun about it. Like, yeah, the engine overheating and possibly wiping out hundreds of people is 
kind of fun, but it's also like a pretty Jeez, fatal Jesus, flaw. Dude. You know what I mean? No, it was like a speed <laughs> scenario. Like th this thing happens with Flyer when he's in the race. There's stuff on the track, so they throw out a caution flag, which means everybody has to stay below the pace car, below the speed of the pace car, which I don't even know if it existed in this show. But they stay below the speed of the pace car, and they can't pass everybody. So everybody stays in their current position. If you're first, fifth, or dead last, you stay in that position as you go around the lap. Well, Flyer can't, because his car is, for whatever reason, like, the throttle's stuck, and he's just going. So then he's like, well, I'm going to try to stop. And they're like, don't do that, or your car will explode. I'm like, what the fuck kind of fatal design flaw are you guys riding around out there on, like, your big media day, and you're going you're gonna to blow up? And then the worst line, I think, from, uh, from Jack. So Flyer's like, well, I guess I can just go open throttle till it runs out of gas. He's like, no, it's going to blow up then, too, and if you're in the arena, you're going to kill hundreds of people. He's like, I can't order you to sacrifice your life, but if it explodes here, then he kind of just shrugs at him. So, of course, Flyer's just like, I'll take it out. I'll take it out somewhere safe, and God bless everyone. <laughs> just like, this guy's go kill himself, basically. Well, I mean, they dukes a hazard oh, it through the entire city. I did yeah. like, there was one funny joke with that when they busted through the parking garage and it lingered on that gate for a second and then the ticket still uh, spit yeah. out and yep. like, take your ticket with you. That was pretty good. One laugh in 90 <laughs> that minutes was funny. of cartoon. Not great, guys. <laughs> uh, here, here's two things. I got two things for you. Two things I think every kid's cartoon absolutely needs. Uh, in a three-part movie, every 20 minutes, you definitely need a five-minute sequence telling you what you just watched in the previous 20 minutes. Okay. Please. Can I dig into this? Okay. So the first episode, as we mentioned, you know, we sort of get dumped right in the middle of this, this race, VR yeah. experiment. So uh, as we mentioned, the theme song of this show is 30 seconds long. So second episode to set the stage, this yep. is the order of operations for everything. 30 second theme yep. song that's trash, followed by two minutes and 30 seconds of this is what happened on the previous episode. But there is never a bump or a title card previously that says, uh, you know, yeah, previously on NASCAR Unlimited, uh, there is nothing to indicate to you that there is any, that they are in any way, shape or form trying to recap everything that's there. It is just a smash cut of like key, which I, I'm saying key in air quotes, like <laughs> yeah. key or essential plot points that they're just like, we're about to get back to these right now. So pay attention. And then it drops you into the actual show. Two minutes and thirty seconds later, yeah. that happened twice. I I was first. I was, I was confused, and that then was, I was very. That's because at first I was like, "Wait, are they racing no, again? I'm, Wait, are they fighting again? Wait, is he going to be on the team again?" I'm so angry because that is lazy yeah. fucking planning. That is lazy fucking exposition. That's lazy Look, it, editing. It's fine if you want to add a, an explainer of the previous episode on it. Fine, put the title cards in there. Cut it down to thirty seconds, please. And then get on with the show. It was just, it's just not great. Hey, you know what else? You know what else kids waste. love? They love uh, sequences of a show where a character goes to argue about a bank loan from Enorma Bank. All right. And then, and then I, I think corporate espionage and bank, financial yeah. solvency comes into play. Kids love that. I, I really think that this is probably my final thought or, or take on okay. all three of these episodes. But if the main idea that you have for your company that has recklessly destroyed multiple <laughs> yep, prototypes is that you took out an enormous bank loan in order to fund this thing that really nobody seems to no. be clamoring for. 
uh, until actual race day when it seems like there's, there's one guy out in the RV park watching uh, with his binoculars. Right. <clears throat> right. Uh, not to mention the fact that all the audiences, when they, they fill them in, it's all the CG yeah. animated stuff. But it's just like it's just like a wave yeah. of color in the un, like in the grandstands, and it's just again lazy. So, if the point of your show or the stakes, as we've mentioned, which I think is the name of the yeah, second episode, is, the third one. is yep. that right? That the real stakes behind this show are that they are on the verge of right. bankruptcy and basically narrowly making it through all of these races. Guess what? You have developed and designed a business plan that's going to 100% fail. And I'm sorry, I don't know if you are aware how revenue actually works, but you can't actually have, like, you bring in money because of all the tickets that are there, but all that money from those tickets is basically just, like, you don't have any actual They literally, at the end, when they have, there's, like, the owner who gets a cut of the, the winnings, which it makes sense in a league doesn't 100% make sense when there's only two teams vying back and forth or whatever. Yeah. And then when the, one, the winning team has to pay the owner of the other team, and that's still not enough to cover his loan, eh, like, if you're going to do it, do it. And if you're not going to, if you're going to have asset, then just leave it out because it was kind of ridiculous. I, I think that if you're trying to tell a kid who's probably watching this maybe with, like, a NASCAR sure. enthusiast parent, that if you're trying to relate to their struggles by digging into financial means, you have completely missed the mark. Agreed. And guess what? I don't care about your rich white yeah, people fucking problems. I don't give, I don't give two shits. <laughs> oh, I g- gave away a million dollar check. Fuck yeah, th- that whole thing was just kind of like whatever. Um, <clears throat> a couple other minor things before we wrap this up, thankfully, for the night. So there's something <laughs> weird going on with Jack and his wife Libby and then Rexton. Because when Libby approaches Jack and they like kiss after the, after the uh, race, because everybody's happy and they won and whatever. Um, it's like, we're not in debt anymore. We finally broke even. Um, Rexton is watching from a distance in, with like binoculars, just like creepily standing in his suit in the shadows, just like watching with binoculars. And he's just like, mm, Libby. I'm like, okay, well, that's a great place to leave that creepy fucking scene. Oh, what's up with that? Yep. I know he kidnaps her later with bounty hunters. Neat. I mean, I feel like what he's trying to do is just assess weakness for sure. all these characters because, like you said, he's yeah, trying definitely. to find leverage to be this tyrannical businessman, which, guess what? You don't have to no, be you just tyrannical. You have to be slightly smarter than this other idiot guy. No, you don't even have to be slightly smarter. You just have to wait for their <laughs> or that, business just wait to fail. Out. Stop giving them loans. I, I can't believe that. <laughs> How about stop feeding your competition I mean, I money? I just want to say that the that the I, I want to make the analogy that the ending of this first race that we see is is perfectly illustrates everything about this failed NASCAR business plan, which is we are just pushing, Pish. we are just pushing one pish and just one car swell another one lurches awkwardly line. in the background and CG animation. It's it's yeah. the perfect analogy well, look, for how if, this okay, show works. So the first episode was called the real thing. They open with a fake race. The second episode <laughs> was called Stakes. We have no idea what is going on in this entire episode. So we don't have any clue what the stakes are. The third episode is called Heroes. Everyone's an asshole. So I don't know why these titles don't line up. <laughs> uh, one final thing, I think. Um, possibly my favorite part of the whole three episodes that we watched. 
Flyer has just survived this like terrible, super traumatic ordeal. Yet another one in his life. He survived by like launching a, a multi-million dollar car off of a cliff and then launching out and being saved by like a grab, whatever. <laughs> He's survived. He gets home to see his wife or girlfriend and he goes up to her after they've won the race, the, his buddies won the race. He goes up to her and like takes, holds her close, says, I was afraid I'd never see you again. And they have like a beat. And then he looks up on stage and she's like, it's okay, you can go up on stage. And it's like, what the fuck? Like you had one like emotional moment where like something real was happening. And she's like, it's okay, go up on stage because that's much more important. He didn't win. He didn't do anything. He just I mean, didn't blow up. Yeah. Uh, Flyer's girlfriend is named Lori. I feel bad for her. A for having and to she be should in the have, show. She should leave him. But yeah. Leave she him for her stunts. Him. She should leave hun- she should yeah, No, no. Because as they've mentioned, she does not like racing, which I feel like that's one of those things that when you're trying to match somebody yeah. on a dating website, maybe, maybe, maybe be like, hey, I don't like racing, but he's yeah. so dreamy. But you know what? The thing you hate the is thing the he thing loves. he does. And I he loves it so much work. that he's willing I mean, to struggle through crippling PTSD every day of his life to not race well. That's brutal. He's not good. Look, man, it's just like, it's not I don't good care if you're a fighter pilot. Like, you're not good. If you freeze up behind the wheel Get the, of the help car, you need. You, you're not a good racer. It's not rocket science. Look, people care about you. People want you to do well. Yeah, get the get help out of NASCAR. you need. This is Crazy. ridiculous. Get Go be a husband. Oh, God. You know what? Uh, we very oh, we clearly got have We're about to drop about the show. Uh, yeah, we're about to drop them in a second. But first, uh, we're going to jump into a little bit Which of love it or hate week? it. Uh, so I, you know what? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the uh, okay, I'm gonna go take the it. first one. All right. So <laughs> we've got uh, this is from Mark Moore. Which thank you for putting your uh, if, if you want to email, email him, email us, and we'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, is from Florida. This oh, hold is on, 2001. you got say it says, the name uh, where he's from. Homosassa. Uh, Homosassa. Homosat. Homosassa, Florida, and this is, uh, this is uh, 2001. It says, awesome, high-energy racing action. I'm not a racing fan, but I love this series. The characters all have unique personalities and great detail, except for the lack of mentions of their age or birth dates. I really love the girls. <laughs> My favorite character is Megan Spitfire Fassler. The futuristic cars are awesome. I suggest you watch this series. Even if you're not a racing fan, you'll love NASCAR Did racers. NASCAR racers. Come on. Sirs, come on. Uh, I feel like this guy wrote for the show. Had to. I, I right, assume let's, let's get much. to a difference of opinion here from Zor2 from Nelson, North Carolina. Not NASCAR. This show is so awful, and it's a shame to share the name NASCAR with this show and real NASCAR teams and fans. NASCAR, as the creator of this show must not know, stands for National Association of Stock Car Auto Racing. I don't know what the hell it's supposed to stand for in this show, except for maybe that they drive cars? If you can call those flying machines cars, it has nothing in common at all with NASCAR. It's an insult to NASCAR and an example of the greed in sports today that this show ever saw the light of day. It's like a really bad episode of the old Speed Racer, Transformers, and the Power Rangers. I hope no kids watching this think that NASCAR racing is anything like this stupid show. Uh, I 
don't think it's a stretch to say we probably land with Zor on this one. But what do you think, buddy? Uh, do you recommend this show? And if not, does it get the dip? Now, please remind our listeners out there what the dip is. Sure. So if anybody's familiar with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the dip is something that we've instituted that if you do not recommend a cartoon, you can dip this cartoon into the dip and erase it from the annals of cartoon history. So we have, uh, we've, had some, we've had some cartoons that have been dipped in the past. Such as Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Only a cup. One is one is still pending, right? Yeah, one. The verdict is out on. That was the uh, the newer version yeah, of Berserk. We gotta circle back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to talk. So to I'm Evan sorry. About we it. we dipped Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and uh, Emergency, <laughs> Emergency Plus, Plus Four. Four. <laughs> deserving, <laughs> deserving of the dip. So what say you for NASCAR racers? Oh, man, this is hard. Is uh, it? I don't recommend. I don't yeah. recommend this. Uh, I I didn't find it engaging i didn't find it interesting i felt that a lot of it was very uh poorly and lazily done and crafted together uh so i don't recommend this and i'm also gonna get this to dip and yeah and double sorry sorry, caleb double sorry caleb because this is the hardest i've ever wanted to dip a show since we've instituted (laughs) there is nothing (laughs) nothing to this show that i can recommend it's a hard dip. <laughs> I just, I, I, I want to point out very quickly that if you want to understand how bad this cartoon is, there is one episode where it's almost the entirety of the episode. This is episode three. Is just a press yeah. event. Of, it's hors d'oeuvres of and fights up food and, and hors d'oeuvres. Archival footage of NASCAR <laughs> races in the background, <laughs> and that's it. <sighs> and then exploding cars. It's not good. Uh, it's not good, guys. That's a hard dip. That's it. We're up to three and a half dips. That's hard not bad dip. out of 166 episodes. Granted, we've only been doing it for 20, 40. Yeah. Sorry, Caleb. Better luck next time, bud. But thanks wow. for the suggestion. <laughs> All right, buddy. That's going to wrap it up for this one. What you got? I will say really quick that if, uh, if Caleb, if you do have a particular episode that you want us to watch that you feel would turn our minds about this show. We will gladly watch it and recap it on a different episode. So uh, we will tweet at you to let you know. Yeah, maybe that'll uh, be like a little bonus just, content or something at some point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And maybe we should give listeners yeah. out there. That's an idea. Man, once we dip something, that sucker's dipped. But I feel like if we get enough listeners out there to raise us think about something that we've dipped, if they can get like one kind of, I can't think of a metaphor to pull it back out, Oh, uh, like a like a dip redemption, like a sensu like a dip bean for cartoons or something like that. Yeah, I like dip Ooh. redemption. Though. Um, okay. Yeah, that's gonna need some pretty strong extreme circumstances, though. So good luck. But uh, if you if you feel <laughs> good about Christ. it, give us give it a shot. Man. <laughs> give it a shot. We'll we'll see what we can do. I'm like the oh, I'm like boy. the Judge Doom of this scenario here. I don't screw around. That's yep. It's all right. right. Shaving a haircut, two bits. All right. Well, <laughs> what hey guys. What going on, buddy? Oh, man. Hey, so I do live improv comedy in Washington, D.C. with a group that's called Knox. That's N-O-X exclamation point for Washington Improv Theater. We're performing all the time, and you can find tickets and showtimes at witdc.org. And also, uh, as this is coming out, uh, I organize and run an annual festival that's in D.C., that brings in about 40 different improv troops from all across the country, as well as also Canada, giving us that international flair. 
You can check this out. It is called the District Improv Festival, districtimprov.org. We have tickets that are going on right now, and the entire festival is going to be in D.C. at the Source Theater from September 6th to the 9th. And as I mentioned, it'll be at the Source Theater and also the Unified Scene Theater uh, for those four days. So check it out. And if you're interested in coming, it'd be great to see you. Fantastic. Thank you. Oh, and I'm on... I'm on Instagram and Twitter, at Sean Paul Ellis. He sure is. And don't worry about writing down that information, especially if you're driving behind your NASCAR ultimate whatever-the-hell racer. We're going to have all that on our website, so you don't have to worry about it. As for me, you can find me on Twitter, at DrClawMD. You can also find me on Collider.com, Nerdist.com, and DaveTrumbor.com. If you want to find out more about our show, please head over to our Patreon page, Patreon.com slash SaturdayMorningCartoons. Remember, that's morning with a U. You can also check us out on our website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Find us on Twitter, at MorningTunes. Check out Sean's handiwork on our Instagram page. Keep the conversation going on Facebook. And listen to our free audio podcast each and every week through YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. As always, if you want some dip redemption or you just want to suggest another terrible cartoon, drop us a line, SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. We'd love to tell you what's coming up next week, but we can't. Unless you subscribe to our Patreon, which means you got our newsletter. However, it's going to be another listener suggestion, so it's probably going to be a lot of fun for them and a lot of pain for us. Uh, hey, but at least we started with a low bar here, so maybe, maybe it'll get better. Yeah. Caleb, sorry again. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Caleb. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We will talk to you next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.